a restaurant experience just doesn't happen, you know, accidentally. It, it's a whole series of very deliberate decisions that are made each and every day to make that happen. So we know that last time Mr. Smith was here, he drank some Chateauneuf de Pup. And we can go in next time and, and recommend the same wine or something similar where you can keep track of preferences um, and use that to tailor our service to give the best experience. And you're only as good as your last meal, aren't you? So, um, you know, it's really important to just stay consistent, as challenging though that might be sometimes. Have you ever had an amazing experience in a restaurant or coffee shop where you had that feeling that you were being so well taken care of that you were enjoying each and every moment? Peeking behind the curtain of operations, what does it take to deliver this level of positive human interaction? Because here's the thing, this type of great customer experience is rarely left to chance. Rather, it's the result of a conscious set of vision, policies and processes that blend technology with people management systems. Whether you operate a cafe or restaurant or perhaps a group of them, the insights we'll hear today will help you deliver a consistent, high-quality customer service experience in your own venues. In the second half of this episode, we'll learn from Cameron Ma of Trader House Group and Laura Harper Hinton of Caravan, two outstanding restaurant operators consistently delivering high-quality customer experience. But first, to help us understand the conceptual framework behind delivering these experiences, we speak with an academic, Professor Alex Suskind, Director of Academic Programs and Professor of Food and Beverage Management at Cornell University's Nolan School. So welcome, Alex, to Fifth Wave. Uh, thank you. Uh, happy to be here. What do you think are the keys to success of running a successful restaurant business? The keys to success are actually pretty simple, and it's really making sure that you have a solid team of humans in place. And so your mission and vision as an operator should be executed by all of the humans that you have in place. Those, those are your employees. Those are your managers. What systems and structures do you need to be in place to get those operations humming? It starts with getting the right people in place. So that means that you have a solid human resource process in place that allows you to attract and then vet the people that will end up being a part of your team. So that's the first thing. If you don't have the right system set up to, to attract and retain and recruit the right humans, right, then you're never going to have a successful business. Then the second part of it has to do with your back of house operations and your supply chain. You need to make sure that you set up systems to capture right quality products in the right quantities at the right time so that you have everything that you need to do the work. And then you need to have the right people in place who can manage those products, who can create the things that your guests are interested in, right? So I can buy the best steak in the world, but if I don't prepare it in a way and serve it in a way that my guests love, then I'm never going to be able to get the return on the investment of that item. And along the way to, I guess, if you want to weave this into those two elements, is having a solid system of training and assessment in place so that you never stand still, that you make sure that everyone who is a part of your business understands the work that they have to do, why they have to do it, 
how they're supposed to do it. And then you have checks and balances in place to make sure that they're actually doing it. it you know, little things like how you, you know, how you answer the phone, how you greet guests when they walk into your restaurant, how you treat your staff, all of those things are part of this whole management structure that you have to pay attention to. So it isn't just one thing. It's a series of interrelated things that necessarily influence one and another. What sort of academic findings you may have seen over the the many years, you know, the mistakes that people have been making or or not getting it right? Everyone seems to think that they can open up a restaurant and have a successful restaurant, right? Generally speaking, the cost of opening up a a restaurant are small. Comparatively speaking, if I wanted to open up a 150-room hotel, I would need way more capital than I would to open up, you know, a 100-seat restaurant. So the capital investment is lower. And so everyone thinks it's capable of, of doing this. And it's really not true. The, the biggest mistake that operators make is that they're undercapitalized to start with. You need enough money in the bank to help support the business until it's self-sustaining. And that can take anywhere from three to six months and sometimes a year. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is making sure that you bring in the right people who understand what it is that you want them to do, how they become a part of your business. That's one of the most important things. Just hiring someone who knows how to cook isn't your solution. Hiring someone who knows how to cook, who's passionate about your business, who understands your guests, and who's who's happy to be there every single day to do the work that they do, when it's busy, when it's slow, when it's crazy, when it's easy, right? All of those things happen in restaurants every single day. And you need a team of people who buy into that, who understand it, and who are excited and passionate about that so that they can execute the things that you need as a business owner or business manager to get it humming. I wonder if you could tell us what your academic research has shown as to what leads to the delivery of great human experience. First, the employee's understanding of your mission and vision, why you're there. They have to absolutely understand what it is that you're there for, what's important to you as a business and why. If they understand that, that's the ticket, if you will, into the ballpark to watch the game, right? Without that, it's not going to matter. And the second part of this is equally important, what I like to call emotional intelligence. One of the biggest things that is a foundation for success in our business is having our staff members, our team members, be emotionally savvy. Understanding the emotional elements of what guests go through and what guests experience is really, really important. And if you look at businesses that are doing a really, really good job of delivering excellent guest experiences, that's one of the key factors that they have in place in understanding of the emotional factors that drive, uh, you know, guest reactions to service experiences, and then employees' ability to perform the work that needs to be done in order to make those guest experiences happen. So everyone has to be on the same page, and everyone has to have this understanding of emotional intelligence and what that means. And so you have to hire into that. You have to hire people who can support that element of the service experience. Is there a trade-off between getting that amazing customer experience with operational efficiencies? I mean, you know, is there a balance that needs to be made, or can you do both at the same time? You should be able to do both at the same time. And you can use examples from different types of businesses to see where this happens. Let's just pick McDonald's, for example, right? McDonald's has a whole series of systems in place that makes the production of their food from the supply side, from, you know, how their restaurants are run on a day-to-day basis. They have lots of systems in place to help 
managers and help employees be successful at the work that they do. Without those systems, it would be much more complicated for McDonald's to operate, right? So they need to bring in the people who can do the work that they need to do, but they also need those employees to be capable of dealing with guests and providing guests with the service that they need at McDonald's. I would say that, well, a guest at McDonald's shouldn't be treated any better or any worse than a guest at Gramercy Tavern in New York City, right? The idea is you want to make sure that the staff that you have is capable of doing the work, that the systems are there to help them do the work appropriately, and that you can monitor and control how the work is being done so that everyone can equally contribute to the execution of the service and the products that you're trying to deliver, right? For example, having a robot cook a hamburger isn't a problem per se, but how that robot would engage and interact with the staff and engage and interact with the guests, that's the important part that you have to figure out so that the robot is a value add into the mix for everybody as opposed to something that gets in the way of everyone being able to do their job. So technology and systems and all of those things, I consider a layer in the service experience. Like you add technology to make things easier, but it should also help things be better, right? Easier isn't necessarily better, right? And so you want to make sure that the technology and the systems that you have in place support all of the outcomes that are important to you. And keys to being a great leader in in restaurant environments. Need a leader who, who is going to do three things. Leaders need to recognize the emotional nature of the work that we do. Leaders also have to listen, that you have to listen to the people around you, not just your guests, not just your employees, but everybody, your shareholders, your stakeholders, your community. And to listen to what's important to people, what's working, what isn't working, what keeps people up at night, you know, what are barriers for people being successful in your organization? What are barriers to people consuming your products, right? Being a regular loyal customer. What are the things that get in the way of that? And the only way that leaders can understand that is by listening and paying attention. They have to measure things. They have to look at what we call KPIs or key performance indicators of particular things. Your customers, are they happy? Well, how are you measuring that? Is your food great? Well, how are you measuring that? Is the service experience great? Well, how are you measuring that? Leaders need to figure out how to measure that, how to get feedback into the system and make that work. And then the last part of it is that leaders also need to be of service to their employees, to their shareholders, and to their customers. And when leaders are seen as not being on the same page as all of those groups, that's where the breakdown occurs, where you have leaders that are not connected directly to the things that are really, really important to all of the folks that make these service experiences happen. Just to give you yet one more example, a restaurant is different every single day if you think about it, right? The menu could be exactly the same every single day, but the staff that you have working every day is not always the same. The guests that come into your restaurant are not the same every single day. And those are nuances that require an intense focus and understanding on the part of leadership and on a part of staff to make sure that everyone recognizes that you can have a bad day, right? Everyone has a bad day at work. Something didn't go the way that you thought it was going to go for you, for your staff, for your guests. It's going to happen. It's going to happen probably more often than you'd like. But the idea is you as a leader, you need to remind people that your performance and your excellence isn't based on what you do on, on your best day, right? When you're having a great day, everything's working well. You don't need to worry about that, right? Well, you should think about what made it a great day, but 
What defines your character as a leader, what defines your position as a leader, isn't what you do on your best day. It's what you do on your worst day. And that's what defines excellence. That's what defines leadership. That's what allows company to be known for excellence because they figure out not just what happens on the good days, but they figure out more so what happens on those bad days. And you try to minimize the number of bad days and maximize the number of good days, right? And that's what you would want to do in any business. But the restaurant business is particularly complicated because of the dynamic nature of what you do and how you do it. Wow. So well said. So what advice would you offer to any student or anyone to enter the restaurant industry, what would be your learnings to share with those? Just because you can afford to open a restaurant doesn't mean that you should, right? And so the advice that I would give someone who wants to open up a restaurant, first of all, you need to be passionate about it and you need to make sure that you have the right people And I'll just give you an example. If you're an extremely talented chef and you have an amazing idea for this brand new restaurant concept, right? That's fabulous. But that chef needs to make sure that they have the right people along with them so that they can make that vision that they have become a reality. And that means paying attention to some of the things that they may not have expertise in. So I know plenty of great chefs who are immensely talented. They do amazing jobs of running, you know, the kitchen part of a business. But when it comes down to managing the other parts of it, they're not as good. And they make lots of mistakes or they have gaps in knowledge and understanding of some of the elements that are necessary for a successful business. So my advice to anyone, whether you're a passionate developer, whether you're a passionate chef, whether you're a passionate service provider, whatever your frame of reference is for the things that you do, you need to make sure that you bring on a group of people to help you make your dream become a reality, recognizing that you can't do everything. You can't be an expert in everything. It's just not possible. And so the experts that you bring along with you will help you then create something that is greater than you. It's bigger than you. It's better than you. It's a larger frame around a business that will ultimately be successful and desirable in the marketplace. Alex, thanks so much for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Oh, it was my pleasure. Happy to chat with you. Professor Susskind offered so many powerful learnings, and the central insight for me was that great customer experience starts with finding the right people. Strong teams lead to strong operational outcomes, and operators must attract and retain staff who are passionately aligned to their own vision. So now let's get some more practical insights by speaking with Cameron Ma, Group Front of House Manager at Trader House, a group of six critically acclaimed restaurants, including Cumulus Inc., Color & Co., and Gimlet at Cavendish House, as well as a number of other culinary endeavors across Melbourne. Welcome, Cameron. Thank you so much for having me. Delighted to be here. So tell us about your role as front of house manager for the group. So my role is to manage front of house teams in the restaurants. I work with each of our venue managers to ensure that when guests dine in our restaurants or attend one of our events, they're met by a team of warm, hospitable, well-trained professionals. So recruitment, training, quality control, and financial management, they're the main focuses of my role. I wonder if you might tell us how each of the businesses synergize. It's a great question. And I think that's something that comes back to, in this case, a lot about core values that we work with as a group of businesses, quality and humility, generosity. These are values that are consistent across all businesses, whether they're in restaurants or in, in a retail setting. And we're also 
I guess, adopting similar systems and processes throughout the business. So what is the absolute keys to delivering a standout customer experience? It comes down to people. And I think we work really tirelessly to recruit and find the best people we can who are really committed and genuine in the desire to provide excellent, warm service and to do that every day. Um, And secondly, it, it comes down to training. So we're constantly working to build product knowledge and that happens on shift in venues. Generally, each venue will run through fortnightly training sessions where you might have an oyster supplier come in and go through a tasting or you might have a a producer of wine come and taste through their portfolio. So we're always looking to increase product knowledge in the venue. Leanne, our beverage director, is a qualified WSET instructor. So we teach those courses internally so that everyone across the board, be it chefs, retail workers, front of house, office teams can build their wine and product knowledge through that forum. And of course, a management training program designed by myself and and Chris, our general manager, Jen, our business development manager, to take people through some management skills to equip them for leading teams as well. What's the process for recruiting? How do you go about getting the best people that are going to deliver that customer experience? We're quite fortunate. We thankfully have a reputation as a quality employer, but I think we are quite detailed, you know, having a quite a lengthy recruitment process, which generally for a more senior position would be two face-to-face interviews, a round of reference checks. And throughout that entire process, it's an honest conversation on both sides about, you know, the challenges to expect. And we really try to be as transparent and clear in throughout that whole process so that people know what to expect. And that when we do find people, they're able to join us for a number of years. It's not a, a quick six-month tenure here or there. We're, we're wanting to people to work with us for, for years to come. And that's something that I've seen plenty of in my time here. I've been around in this group for about five years now. And there's so many success stories of people who have started as junior positions and have been given opportunities along the way to to rise and develop into restaurant managers and head wine buyers, head chefs. As much as possible, we try to promote internally and really lucky to find good people and give them opportunities to continue to grow within the organization. So what about the role of technology in enabling the systems to give your customers a better experience? Absolutely. Technology is something that we are making a big push on at the moment. So in the last probably two to three years, I've seen tremendous growth across our group of restaurants in how we're utilizing technology and what we're able to get from it. The thing I'm working with the most at the moment is probably Seven Rooms, our reservation software. That's been game-changing for us in the way that we can manipulate and make the most of guests and, and the amount of covers that we're able to look after in the restaurants. It's also fantastic from a hosting perspective, being able to run wait lists and make sure that we can keep all of our guests flowing through the restaurant. We have a large component of walk-in guests in in all of our venues, and this is something that that works really beautifully. That then flows into being able to track, I guess, and keep records of what people have consumed in venue. So we know that last time Mr. Smith was here, he drank some Chateauneuf de Pape, and we can go in next time and, and recommend the same wine or something similar where you can keep track of preferences um, and use that to tailor our service to give the best experience. So we also have an incredible guest services team and they are working more behind the scenes to manage reservations. And throughout this work, they're also really building detailed guest profiles. So this can be where people are employed, what their dining preferences are. So we have an endless list of information at our disposal. So the second a guest walks into venue, we're not navigating service blindly. We can use that information to help make sure that they're remembered, that their preferences are met, 
And again, that we're giving the best experience and best service that we can possibly provide. In your, your company's view, an amazing guest experience, what does that look like in, in terms of what are the elements of great customer experience? What I think makes Trader House venues really special is that they are all quite unique. So there's six restaurants, but none of them are, are overly similar. What we look for as far as making a, a great experience in those venues is for all of them consistently to be welcoming, to be really genuine, hospitable places where you can drop in as a solo diner without a reservation, or you can book the private dining room with 30 people and you know have a big elaborate experience. But it's all about making sure that the individual that walks through the door is, is given the experience they're looking for. So a great example might be solo diners, something that you know, we really love in our, in our restaurants. So whether it's a solo diner that pulls up to the bar, we want to then be able to offer them, you know, for most dishes on the menu, a half portion of as many things as they'd like so that they can still have a, a great experience and try a handful of dishes from the menu without just being able to pick one dish and that you know, satisfying their hunger completely. Mm. We like the idea that they can have a half glass of wine and a half plate of raw kingfish and then move into another half glass of wine and a half plate of uh, tomato salad. So we like that flexibility. We like being able to tailor the food, the drinks, the service for whoever's in front of us. How do you handle disappointment? I'd say that we respond much more swiftly to negative feedback than most other places I've ever worked before. There's very little desire to brush things under the rug and say, well, that person's wrong. That's a mistake. We do things right. We'll always try to phone guests and have that conversation with them. If, if someone's made a complaint or left poor feedback, we will always try to get in front of it and have a conversation around it so that A, we can find out more and then we can make operational changes. We can adjust things in the venue. We can change a dish. We can pull a wine butt from the menu. We can, we can do whatever it takes to, to get things back on track. But we're, we're quite aware that if we're having one complaint, there's a good chance that there's many others who have you know, had a similar experience that maybe haven't voiced their concerns. What are the clues to developing a phenomenal, cohesive team culture? I think a lot of this is, in our businesses, tied to the values we spoke to earlier of, of sincerity and generosity and, and quality, but development plays a really key part of our businesses. And in this case, it's about having a forum and an environment where staff are continually encouraged to grow, learn, develop. And as managers, it's our responsibility to make sure that those opportunities are present and that we have clear pathways and a real roadmap in place for people to take their position to the next and continue to grow and develop in the businesses. I think this really helps with retention and engagement. So what's your company's approach to individual development? We touched on the idea that many of our restaurant managers, wine buyers, head chefs have grown internally and come up through the ranks of our restaurants. And I think that that's due to a, a couple of key factors here. So the first one being performance appraisals, where we have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So you sit down with your direct manager every four to six weeks, and that's an open forum for discussing feedback, for setting goals, for giving projects. And that's, to me, a really brilliant development tool that helps to keep both parties aligned on where that pathway is headed. Um, and secondly, a development plan. So you can sit down with somebody and say, in order for you to progress from a supervisor to an assistant manager, these are the exact steps that we need to take. And we can pull that out every four to six weeks and cover off everything we need to. So it's quite a clear and transparent way of, of going about development so that both parties know exactly what's expected and, and everyone's working and moving in the same direction. You're never left feeling... 
I'm not quite sure what's expected of me and I'm not sure what I need to do to get to the next level. We can spell that out quite clearly and give people every chance to succeed, which I think is is really beautiful. Well, Cameron, thanks so much for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. After speaking with Cameron, again, the key to exceptional customer experience comes down to people. Trader House hires very carefully, prioritizes training, and offers a clear development roadmap and opportunities for career progression. This is an ideal foundation for consistently delivering exceptional service. Finally, we speak with Laura Harper-Hinton, co-founder and CEO of Caravan, a UK restaurant operator and coffee roastery operating eight premium all-day dining spaces in competitive central London. Welcome, Laura. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks, Jeff. What is the customer experience that you aim to deliver at Caravan? Right from the start, our customer experience and the ethos behind it hasn't changed, that we wanted to deliver casual excellence. And the casual is really important because we want people to feel comfortable and we want to be all welcome and available to all, all walks of life. But the excellence, obviously, is that we want the standards to always be maintained really high and for it to be consistent as well. So having the foundational principle behind what you're trying to deliver is, I think, really important. But then, you know, (laughs) delivering that on a consistent basis um, has definitely been challenging over the years. Obviously, everyone is aware that staffing and team members are a huge challenge right now. There's a lot of turnover of team members who are wanting to go on to work in other sectors and traveling a lot more. There's a lot more fluidity in the market. So there is quite a lot of turnover and a lot of additional training that's required to deliver on the standards that you want to um, deliver on. I wonder if you just paint us a picture of what does casual excellence feel like? The way that we've done our customer journey and the way that we train our teams is very much along the lines of Just think about it through the customer's eyes and think about that journey that they go through when they walk through the doors of Caravan. And you want that initial welcome to just be super positive and friendly. And you want people to feel at ease straight away as you walk through the doors. I think, you know, our other mantra is that we want people to leave happier than when they arrived. And ultimately, I think the the wonderful thing about the business that we're all in is, you know, we're hopefully bringing joy to people's lives by, you know, delivering a great customer experience, but also wonderful food and drink and a great atmosphere and environment through design and lighting and music and, and what have you. You mentioned earlier that it's easier said than done. So you've got this vision of what you want to achieve in terms of customer experience, in your case, casual excellence. What are the challenges in delivering that consistently? A high turnover in teams definitely provides a challenge that we are working really hard to plug up. Um, And I think having your core values and having a really good induction with your team so they understand and they can from very early on live and breathe the mantras and, and what Caravan is all about is really important taking people on that customer journey and making sure that you're literally making it really simple for people to understand the key things that you want them to deliver as a customer experience. There has been a challenge on the customer side as well. It's not just about the team members and not just about the way that you're doing things. Um, Coming out of the pandemic, everybody was so excited to be back dining out and experiencing the world of hospitality. And a lot of the shine has come off there. And I think it's become, again, a very challenging market. London's always been super competitive. And it makes it even more important, I think, to stay ahead of the game and just make sure you're always delivering a great customer experience because I think consumers have become very savvy again 
And you're only as good as your last meal, aren't you? So, um, you know, it's really important to just stay consistent, as challenging though that might be sometimes. And so getting those operations honed, you've got your people trained up. What are the other perhaps technologies or systems that you have to put in place to ensure that you deliver that great customer experience? Or do you not need any of that and you just need to work on the people? Yeah, no, you you definitely need a combination of both. And there's some wonderful platforms out there that have been a huge game changer for training teams and even recruiting teams. There's a great platform called Harry, which we use, which we absolutely love. But the big game changer for us as a business is communication. And one of the platforms that we have put in recently, it's actually a Facebook product, but it's called Workplace. And it enables us to be connected up to our teams in such a brilliant way. There's so many different ways that you can use the platform and it's where all of our team documents sit now. And and also just mainly from a communication perspective, it's really been a game changer for the business. So we implemented that a couple of years ago and it's enabled us to just communicate on tiny little things like celebrating people's promotions and successes and, and, you know, when the coffee team are out and about on tour but also just communicate with them on on what's happening in the business and and important things that they need to know. You've put in place the right systems. How do you monitor and measure that you are those standards high in delivering that customer experience? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ways that you can do that. And we've challenged ourselves to try and be a little bit more data-led in the business. It's not something that we've done a huge amount with over the years. We've been much more of a kind of gut feel business. And I think there's no compromise or no substitute to actually being in the restaurants, experiencing what the teams are experiencing, what the customers are experiencing and getting a, you know, a gut feel for how things are going. You know, if you see empty plates and empty glasses and happy customers, you know, generally speaking, that you're winning. That said, I think data can play a huge and important part in evaluating how you're doing and, and, you know, the metrics that you need to set yourselves And we obviously use all of the usual suspects like Google reviews and what have you. And we have sort of an internal system where, you know, all of the key senior teams will be constantly going into the spaces. And we've got a a group set up to make sure that we're, you know, tracking how things are going, working in real time to to fix any um, live issues that may be going on. But I think there's been a lot of platforms that we've trialed over the years with regards to sort of getting immediate customer feedback and, you know, those types of technology They're, they're not the right fit for Caravan. And so we're sort of constantly on the lookout for um, any additional metrics that we can bring into the mix. But at the moment, it's very much that we use a combination of reviews plus, you know, checking in with the teams all the time and being in the sites. I mean, sort of candidly speaking, you find that a restaurant that's not delivering on that customer experience for whatever reason is seeing a rapid decline in sales? Or is there a relationship between maybe the best managed outlets and that, that financial return? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, that's why I think for everyone, making sure that you're delivering on that customer experience, it's really important because it's not only about team happiness, it's also about revenue as well, isn't it? And bottom line. So for sure, you know the sites that are doing really well because the team members are happy, the management is happy, the customers are getting great, a great experience, and ultimately that reflects on the top line and the bottom line, which, you know, given the current financial pressures in the market, it's essential that we're delivering for all of the stakeholders, which includes in the financial sense as well. Fantastic. Laura, thanks so much for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Yay, thank you. Laura offered so many good insights, and her central point to me ties back directly to what Professor Susskind mentioned 
listen to all your stakeholders. In spite of all the challenges facing hospitality businesses today, Caravan always strives to deliver that casual excellence. Their secret is to tune into the entire dining experience by listening intently to the feedback of customers, floor staff, and their managers. While the specific operational processes may differ across different types of hospitality venues, at the end of the day, the process and systems that deliver exceptional customer experience are ultimately delivered by people. Operators who put themselves into the shoes of customers and their staff are best placed to build the right people, technology, and systems to deliver unforgettable experiences each and every day. And that's all for this week's Fifth Wave podcast. Please subscribe to the Fifth Wave wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've enjoyed this show, please recommend us to a friend or colleague. If you want to stay informed, visit worldcoffeeportal.com to get access to all the latest global coffee news, including the weekly coffee dose, our newsletter, collecting all the big coffee news stories of the week. Link in the show notes. This episode was produced in the one and only Serendipity Studios in glorious Camden, North London. It was produced by myself, Jeffrey Young, Hannah Heath, James Harper of Filter Productions, and sound engineering by Chris Brister. And this week's song, in collaboration with the Coffee Music Project, is Ball Girl by Saturn Beige. Until next time, stay safe, stay caffeinated, and keep delivering that great customer experience. Yeah.